0: This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to The Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to The Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with uh, the new chief, uh, Aaron Knotts for the uh, Chilcotty Fire Department. And Aaron was announced chief in a weird time, uh, middle of a pandemic. Uh, So it was June of 2020. He worked over from from Chief Jeff Creed. Yes. And he retired. He did. Yeah. So welcome. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. Thank Thank you for coming and tell me a little bit about yourself. I kind of read real quick online. But you worked as an Air Force firefighter I did for six years
1: How was that it was great I mean, it was right out of right out of high school I was 18 years old left home went to the service and that's what I wanted to do I wanted to be a, a firefighter so I went in and I was I went in open general which you know I found out later that's probably not the right thing to do because I could have been anything anything that the Air Force needed um, but I wanted to be a firefighter and, I, and that's what I did I got that job. And you know, so I just you know I got to see lots you know lots of the world yeah um many countries um many many state and I got to see how different departments work, different chiefs uh, different people ideas, and I just kind of brought those along with me through my twenty years I've been here in chili coffee
0: um so in the air force were there uh, planes that caught fire or were there
1: yeah um most of the time it was, um, it was hot brakes because they come in where they have to land and the brakes are made of magnesium, which you can't put water on magnesium fire. So you know, a lot of our trucks, we use a lot of foam. That was a lot of our stuff. I know when I was over in um, Qatar, the uh, general who was actually over there, the commander of the, of the wing, his plane caught fire, And it's weird. It's a tradition that we have in the Air Force is if a firefighter puts out a pilot's uh, jet fire, that When it because obviously the once they get out, you just kind of walk up and you rip off their Velcro patch off their sleeve. And um, I was a E3 and I walked up to uh, an 07 08 general and I ripped his patch off his sleeve. And Not uh, <laughs> it um, it was kind of nerve wracking, yeah. Um, especially when he walked back up and asked back, he asked you know for it back. Um, so I mean, I can't tell you know, I can't tell a general no, um, but he was actually he. It's something I bought that pass they wanted, but he actually came back to um, our department that night and gave me gave me another one though. Said you know here, this is for you. They understand you know that they know what's going on, but yeah, I just did it without asking. And um, you know he came back and asked for it back. I thought oh wow, here we go, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it worked out well.
0: Yeah, crazy. So it did prepare you that when you uh, where are you from?
1: So- I'm um a Fairfield County kid. Okay. I was um, born in Lancaster, raised throughout the Stoutsville and Amanda area. I ended up graduating from Lancaster High School.
0: Okay.
1: And then when I came back um, from the service, I moved in with my parents. They're still in Lancaster. And um, I met my wife, and we um, bought a house down in um, Waverly. And we kind of moved back to Stoutsville. And then after I got promoted, um, I wanted to be closer to, to town here. So sure. we now live um, just outside of uh, Zane Trace area there, outside okay. of Kingston.
0: Nice. Yeah. So what what's it like to be fire uh, chief? You for your hours? Uh Normal
1: hours now, or it's well normal to me. This is not normal hours, yeah. you know. Because again, yeah, cause you were you know, a firefighter in the Air Force, we worked twenty four hours on, twenty four hours off. Yeah. And then when I got hired here, it's twenty four hours on, forty eight hours off. So, um, you know, I, and people always ask me, you know, what why do you want to become a firefighter for? And literally for twenty years, my answer is always, I didn't want to work five days a week, and I didn't want to work at a desk. Yeah. And where are you now? That's exactly what I do now: <laughs> work five days a week at a desk. Yeah. So. Um, you know the the hours. You know, for most people, yes, they are normal Monday through Friday, um, seven thirty to three, eight to five, whatever it is. You sure. know, that's a as being chief. You know, I'm able to make that my schedule. You know, so if I need to cut out early today, tomorrow, you know, I can always pick up. You know, I can work nine or ten hours the next day. Basically, it's you know, they, I'm told to get my forty hours in that week. Yeah, to make sure I got to do what I need to do. Um,
0: now, if there's like a, a big fire. You're notified by to come
1: in. Or? Correct. Yeah. It, um, you know, we do a good job um, of our training on our officers. Yeah. So a, 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 a small house fire, just a room and content. I usually don't get notified for that. They come in. They, they know what they're doing. They do it well. Something that's going to be a long, prolonged um, event. And yet the chiefs get notified and they'll show up, you know, whether um, to become a safety officer or accountability officer, you know, to help the the officer that's on, on scene to begin with, help them out and you know, run that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to knock on some wood. There hasn't been a really big fire since you, probably since your tenure
1: being the chief. No, not at all. Um, I think it was shortly after I was promoted to assistant chief. uh, There was the the big house fire up on Highland, Jordan Avenue, and um, and that house there. And to my knowledge, that's really about the biggest fire. And that was, I think, maybe early 19. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been several years since we've had a big, big fire. Yeah, and that was... uh,
0: it's a Cold night when it's it was nice
1: windy, too. Windy, rainy, yeah, yeah. Because we were, we actually had some some studies done the amount of water that we had to put on the fire in the slope of the hill, as far as you know, how, is that going to cause any issues? Sure, um, you know, Highland Avenue that looks right there, you know, it's a its a pretty nerve wracking road, yeah. yeah. Well, right by the scar, <laughs> yeah, right there. Uh,
0: what how, how did that fire happen?
1: Um, that's a good question, and you know, we have our um, you know, investigators that, that look at it, um, um. To be honest with you, I, mean, I don't I don't want to don't want to misspeak.
0: Right. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, Especially so it was, I know was,
1: it was No, no, it was a um I don't want to say it was a vacant house but it wasn't being lived in at the time. Yeah. Um and then I I'm trying to think of I can't remember if they if they had power or not. Um so yeah, I, I'm not for sure 100%. Sure. Um
0: so your office is it do you do you rotate to different sta- stations or do you is your office uh, in the main station?
1: It's at the main station at 54 East Water. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then you probably do rotate and check out things at different stations.
1: Yeah, I make it a point to, um, you know, not just the stations themselves. You know, I, you know, myself or the assistant chief, we tried to, you know, at least get into the out stations, you know, several times throughout the month just to see what's going on this or that. But um, the city itself, you know, I, it's weird. Someone said, "You know, what, what are you going to do?" And I said, "I'm just going to go drive around." You know, there's so much construction going on now in the city, and. You know, we try to get in when things are being built, we try to see before they get closed up, we see the construction, the construction type, you know, what would give us issues if this does catch fire, that's a great time to see the building. You know, is it made out of engineered wood? Is it made out of two by fours, two by tens, you know, how long do we have? So that's always a good time to get out. And then, you know, to be able to to see that we don't get really notified when a lot of things are being built. Yeah. So you know, I I think that's a point of you know my part of my job is to know what's going on in the city. So I just get out and I drive east, north, west. Especially west, there's all kinds of construction going on at west. But yeah. um, this is what I do: just drive around and see what's going on in the city. Yeah. So,
0: since we've had COVID, you you were uh, you know installed as chief during COVID. How did it affect the stations? Did you have many calls for ambulances and uh, or I guess your staffing? I mean, that's a big one
1: too. Yeah, staffing took the biggest hit. Yeah. We um, I think at our highest point we were averaging. Four to four and a half calls a day that were COVID related. Actually, we called up. You know, I, you know, the signs and symptoms. You have know, fever, difficulty breathing. You know, can't smell, can't taste. So for us, that, that was. Um, we we set a um, uh, we got around six to eight, then we would enact a um, a COVID truck, mm-hmm. but we never got to that point, so we were still able to maintain our normal operations. But the uh, staffing, yeah, we we had probably maybe 10 to 12 guys throughout the course of four or five months that actually had tested positive. Yeah. So, you know, that puts a little strain on, on staffing and you you know, to it. yeah, that's what they do, you know, and not only the family here, but you know, your family's at home, it's, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of people and that's how, you know, it's how pandemics work. You know, one person gets one and that person goes sees five people and those three of those five get it and, and on and on. So, um, overall, you know, it wasn't, you know, 12 people at one time, but yeah, over, you know, I would say from like November or maybe October to like January, we had 10 to 12 people yeah so yeah it's
0: tough to uh try to work around that <laughs> yeah uh and now that it's uh starting to pick up is there any mm-hmm. more you get more medicals or has it already
1: no yeah we haven't really seen it much um you know i it's think it's a good it, thing it is it's, it's a really good thing yeah. um you know obviously we're i think we're just at the very beginning of yeah. what's going to happen again um you know especially if the weather starts getting cooler you know we start seeing what Again, just like last year, what does October, November, December bring? Yeah, so we mm-hmm. had to
0: bring back those plans so that you thought, "Oh, I don't." Think sure, again, but here we are. Yep. So, what are most of your medical calls for? Uh, do you know the stats or the, the average, how many runs you guys do?
1: We um, EMS wise, we average close to six thousand calls. Yeah, we take wow. a, a year, and it's we always have two full time medics. You know, if our staffing is at a certain level, we can, we can we can add a third, but we always have at least two. We run out of you know the station three and station four on the east and west side, and then if our staffing is at a certain level, we can add a third one that runs out of station one on Water Street. Okay. Um, but no, um, majority of the calls I mean, there's nothing specific that really sticks out saying, No, we, we this is the majority of our calls, you know, it's um, you know, diabetics, cardiac, strokes, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, you need to get into your injuries and things, but and you know, it's it's not a secret here either, you know, there's you know, an opioid epidemic in itself that's going on here, yeah. so. We do a lot of a lot of overdose calls. Um, you know, we're, we're just started a new partnership with the Ross County Health District. Where we're part of the the Project Dawn now. So you know, we're giving out the, the Dawn bags, the death avoided with Narcan. You know, on overdoses, people that don't want to be transported, you know, we leave behind Narcan to try to you know save a life. At the bottom line, that's what sure. we what we do is we, we try to save lives. So um, you know, working with that partnership and um, looking forward to you know working with them and see where that takes us.
0: Yeah. How many fires do you know that we've had
1: this year? Uh, probably just a handful? Or? Yeah, um, just a handful. We, like I said, normally, um, if people ask that question, what do you guys normally do? Um, average, we normally average one good house fire a month yeah. and usually about three commercial sized fires a year, you know, big fires yeah. a year. Um, so, you know, that could be, you could go three or four months without a house fire, but then you're going to get three in a week. So, just, just on average, that's how it works. Um, we've had, little uptick in vehicle fires this year. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, um, people are living in cars, things of that nature. Um, so we had a little uptick in that. I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy, but, um, yeah, this year alone, there hasn't been, like I said, you know, earlier was no big fire that, you know, I've been called in for.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'll hear radio traffic myself if I'm off duty, you know, and I'll, I'll still come in anyway. Cause again, it's, it's what I do. You know, I'm still a yeah. firefighter. Um, just want to make sure everyone's taken care of. So um, yeah, n- nothing too crazy. Um, I think we're doing well with our um, fire inspections. You know, I think that program works a lot. You know, we're, we're doing inspections. where, you know so people are doing what they're supposed to be doing to yeah. you know, to stop fires.
0: If, uh, who is your fire inspector
1: now? Uh, right now, the our 40-hour inspector is Susie Gilfillan. Okay. Um, last year, the same year that Chief P retired, Glenda um, Cornett retired. Okay. And she was the fire inspector for a long time. seven, eight, nine, maybe even ten years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Susie has come in. She's taken over, and she's done a real good job.
0: That's great. Yeah. So she's the one who comes into uh, business and checks to see if you have your exit signs. And your,
1: Correct. Uh, fire extinguishers are up to date and yeah. sprinkler systems, if you're supposed to have that kind of stuff. Speaking so, yeah. you know,
0: like of my fire extinguisher, it's not in the right place. I put it in the couch there, and we haven't moved it, But yeah. we'll, we'll get that done. Sure. <laughs> you didn't give me any notice yet. <laughs> so we're, we're recording this. Uh, it's the August 17th, so Tuesday. Now that the city pool is closed and we are in the dog days of summer, we will be. That's not too bad today. Were you opening hydrants to have the kids cool off? They used to years ago. I don't know if that's yeah. a thing anymore.
1: Yeah, not, you know, if that's a decision that I was allowed to make, yeah. you know, I would, yeah. um, you know, that's obviously something that would come through the, the city building and yeah. the water department so themselves. It's of
0: a major mayor thing. And-
1: yeah. It would be because of the, I mean, there's always the cost of water. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, it, you know, I'm all for that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a little backstory back in Oh three or actually, I'm sorry. Oh four. I was actually laid off in mean, the very first layoffs that we did here in the city. I was uh, one of the firefighters that got laid off and I got hired up at Orange Township in Delaware County. Yeah end up there they would um take their truck out their aerial truck their tower and we have what we call a um a curtain nozzle it's on the bottom of the bucket and uh basically it's just a, it's a big sprinkler okay and we would take it out and you know raise it up 20 or 30 feet in the air and, and just open that up and just let you know different we just kind of drive through different neighborhoods we see some kids out we'd stop raise up the aerial, you know spray water and let you know Kids see big red fire trucks. They love that stuff. Oh, and it, to me, it's it's good PR. It is. You know, we understand that. You know, our salaries the build everything comes from taxpayers. Right. You know, um, you got to keep them happy, um, and that's what we do. We're here for them. You know, it's great PR. Anything you can do for PR is you know yeah. good PR is good for the department.
0: Well, maybe uh, maybe this will spur some thought from the mayor some talk. and you guys. Sure. Because uh, yeah, because that pool has been it's had some staffing issues, really. Correct. And. You know, instead of people going out into the the lakes and the creeks and uh, and have a possibility of drowning, this is easier. Yeah. And it's, uh, I know my son would love it. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a uh, hydrant right out from our house. There you go. (laughs) Uh, So how many many firefighters and medics are are manned at each station? And it's probably different uh, the time of day, or maybe I'm wrong
1: um our out stations again the uh, east main and university stations those always have three three crew members okay so and that's they staff a, a medic unit and an engine so a lot of people don't know as they see two trucks there but when our our medic goes out there's nobody there that the engine is sitting there but nobody's there to man it yeah so if station 4 goes out on a chest pain call they leave and for at least 45 minutes that station is empty that fire truck is not not staffed same thing on the east side yeah so they have three people to operate both trucks. And obviously if there's a fire call and they're in, um, two crew members will hop with the engine and the third follows in the medic unit. So that's when you'll see, you know, the station would be empty. Uh, station one we have, um, could be it's, a minimum is four people or the minimum staffing is 10. So there's, there's 10 firefighters throughout the city, you know, always working, uh, depending on vacations and our Kelly days and personally, that kind of stuff. You know, we could go up to uh, nine, 'Cause we have fifteen people on a on a shift. Yeah. So you could have up to nine people and then that's when we would have, you know, a third medic running. So we would have, you know, nine people assigned to the medic units. And then we'd have, you know, six assigned to a fire truck. Sure. But you know, with staffing at ten, we just have the two out stations run that's six. And then we have four four firefighters assigned to a fire truck. Yeah. Okay. That's station one.
0: So it's probably hard to schedule all that stuff.
1: It's we have a big uh, software scheduling program, yeah. and um before that, yeah, it was a little bit because everything was done with you know a pen, and paper. pen and paper. Yeah. You so now you can you know you go to the website, you pull it up, and you can see who's working when. You can schedule your time off, schedule all through there. So, um That's one of the good nice. things. So, IT's worked out pretty well in that nature.
0: Yeah. Um. So, what's new on the horizon? Is I knew that there were rumblings at a new station on Western Avenue. Is that still in the
1: works? Um. Unfortunately, with uh, you know, COVID that put a lot of um, basically put a pause on it,
0: yeah.
1: With um, we didn't know how that was going to affect um, again, like I said, income funding. taxes is, is funding, yeah. Um, with you know, people not working or people not working, people don't have income, right. they don't have income, they don't have income taxes,
0: yeah. You know,
1: we understand that, so we kind of put a pause on that, um, just to see where we stand,
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know, and I don't know how long that's going to take, you know, to get to that point, um, so. Something we might revisit in the future. Yeah, I and mean, we're we're kind of hoping we we've done the whole process of you know with the architects stuff we have the blueprints we we've done everything where you know, the site's been surveyed I and mean, everything is done other than saying start digging. Sure. So I remember back, I wonder, I think it was twenty ten. The um, the federal government came out and there were the grants for you know firehouses and things of that nature. So it would be nice. And, and I keep hearing with the you know, the recovery plan that's out now the. The infrastructure and all that. There's supposed to be a lot of money set aside, and they were actually talking about doing that for firehouses. So if, if that does come out again, then um, that'd definitely be that definitely something would be interesting to going. And, and like I said, we're, we're shovel ready. That was the term Chief Creed always had. Sure. Um, that was you know that was pretty much his project. Yeah. Um, so we have a shovel ready project. If they come out and say you know hey we're you know here it is you know just come up with you know ninety percent what, whatever it is I mean, I mean we'll be ready for it.
0: Yeah. And do um, you already have the land picked out?
1: Yeah, the land is um, behind Burger King um, and across from CBS, the one on Western Avenue, Centennial. Okay. Um, it's right there. That's where the land would be across from the Urgent Care out there. Okay. Um, yeah. It's got a traffic light in and out. Um, it's flat. It's visible. So that's that's where it would be. And
0: plus it's uh, on the west side where it's kind of growing. <coughs> yeah. Uh, it would make sense. Um, and the one on University Hill, uh, is that the least uh, used or is it?
1: Um it ha- it takes less calls. I mean, that's something we've always talked about as crews. You know, guys prefer working at Station Three or guys prefer working at Station Four. I should say firefighters. Yeah. Um, they take less calls because it's it's a further distance. You know, a call you know for a Station Four could take forty five minutes to an hour just because of the distance and you are station, from Medina.
0: Okay,
1: Station Four is Station Four is at, on University. Okay. Yeah, that's our West Side. I, I never. know. Yeah.
0: You guys talk about Station one, sure. two, three, four, Yeah. Nine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the West Side Station, it's they take fewer calls throughout over the course of the year. Yeah. Because of again they're longer calls. Sure. So you know, again, a call they may be out of service for forty-five minutes to an hour to where station three on the east side, they take a call, you know, they hit the highway, they're at Adina, 25, 30 minutes, they're back in service. Yeah. If you're back in service more, you're able to take calls more. Yeah. Uh, so just um that's how that you know that yeah. works. But um, I know I preferred working at station four on the, on the university side because to me it was more of a, it was a home setting. You know, we you had grass, we saw deer, you know, um, it wasn't bright, didn't have the street lights, the loud cars, yeah. um, I swear I always preferred working at. Um, some people have the opposite feeling I me. Mean, they prefer working at um, Station 3 on the east side because it's more of a, a city setting. You know, I'm here working for the yeah. city, I'm not working in a rural department. So it's all personal preference.
0: I remember Station 4 as a kid, we used to play uh, football on uh, that little field. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> uh, then that it still happens but uh the firefighters back then would say yeah come on in sure yeah uh, the neighborhood kids and i you know played football that yeah. time uh, maybe we can get that
1: back yeah i know a couple of crews uh last maybe it must have been two years ago because it definitely wasn't last year they asked me if it was okay if they uh, went down to the park and played some wiffle ball yeah um again like i talked about before with pr one you know, firefighters are out doing physical activity.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, we have that nostalgia of, all oh, they're sitting in the recliners doing nothing. Yeah. You know, that's definitely not the case. You know, so, yeah, go out there and, and place them with a ball. And then, you know, maybe the neighborhood could, and that's exactly what happened. Kids come around. Next thing you know, they're out there, you know, pitching balls to neighborhood kids. And, you know, you get, you're interacting with the public. And that's what we should be doing.
0: Yeah. And you never know. They might be firefighters. Sure. Because you, you spurred them on to,
1: to do that. Yeah.
0: Have I, have I missed anything? Do you think we touched everything on the department? You um, you want to bring
1: up? no, we have our um, our annual golf outing that's coming up in September, September 18th. We'll be out at the JC's on our, our golf outing there. Uh, we should have our fish fry October 1st. The fish fry is always the first uh Friday in October, and that's uh, at, uh, on Second Street, right? on Second Street at the Phoenix. That's our fire museum. Yeah, results. tell me about that. Uh, is
0: that open to the public? Is
1: it very it's um, it's not it didn't have like normal business hours. Yeah. Um, sometimes you know, you can call because it's been a it's all volunteer as far as the work being done We're basically it's, it was the old station one from early 1900s through 1986 when station one on water street was built okay. so I mean it, I mean it, literally, it had horses in there in the hayloft where they fed the horses the horse drawn I mean that that's all there and a lot of that old equipment is still inside that's our museum yeah so you can go in there and you can see steam steam engines steam pumpers all that kind of stuff but um, they've been doing some remodeling to it and again it, and it's just um, most of it is retirees um, you know, so that's, it's, it's slow process, but uh, no, we, we do some tours there. You know, you call up um, station one and say, you know, Hey, i like to bring a tour. It's just something you can schedule yeah. um, outside of that. But during the fish fry, it's, it's exactly. wide open to the public you they know, come through there and, and check everything out. It's a good yes. time and, and great food. October 1st. Correct. It's always the first Friday in October every yeah. year.
0: And it's, uh, from like 11 to
1: 11 to 6. six. Yeah. But the last several years we've ran out of food. Wow. So, yeah. That's a good problem. Man. It is. It is a great problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that's great. Uh, and then you guys probably, uh, you probably
1: didn't do it last year, but you have the uh, Firefighters Ball. Yeah, the Firefighter Ball is the last Saturday in February. Okay. Uh, that's something myself and uh, Captain Wade, he's Captain Wade now, um, we, we went to one up in Dublin and said, this is something we could do. Yeah. Um, normally, it was we put on our classic uniform, it was for funerals. It was kind of a just, a, it was always a somber feeling, gotta put this beautiful on. you know, it was just something bad happened, you know, we got to do another funeral, another funeral, so... So let's do something where we can, you know, celebrate, you know, celebrate our history, celebrate the uniform, celebrate, you know, just having fun. And it's open to the public.
0: Got it. Um,
1: and it, it's a great time. Um, we've had it out there. And we were told, of course, this was, you know, two months ago before and everything, else, but everything's good to go for next year. Yeah. So now we'll see what, you know, October yeah. and November brings. But yeah, as I was right now, we're, we're still good to go for next year. And um, it's a great time.
0: Yeah, it is. If uh, anyone has never been, it's a, it is a good time. So I always ask good uh, questions. Uh, and
1: especially for a firefighter what what's your favorite uh, breakfast lunch and dinner spot um breakfast usually that's at the firehouse is breakfast is at the firehouse yeah that's what we do um you know we a lot of we're good cooks um I was the cook you know when I was on shift sure. um, especially on the weekends weekdays it's, it's kind of a little it's a little busier but uh weekends um you can always depend on there's a, there's always a big spread on the weekends at a firehouse and that's not just chili coffee that's going to be pretty really? much nationwide Yeah it's a it's a given you're going to have weekend firehouse breakfast. Yeah. And that's you know eggs, bacon, always biscuit gravy um Good stuff. so yeah. <laughs> How about lunch? Lunch um, for me that's uh that's kind of my um a big part here because you know now that I work what the hours I do I um I'm a big um I like local stuff. Yeah. Um so uh, I think just um I think it was Monday I met with a uh, police chief we went over to um the new restaurant, um, Gustavo's.
0: Yeah. Um, great food. Good.
1: Really great food. It's, um, it's a very big menu as far as, you know, you're not going there. Okay, well, I'm going to get a burger. You know, and they have they have burgers. They have Italian. They have Greek. I mean, I, I love Eros. Yeah.
0: So
1: they have Eros. Um, Some
0: people call them
1: Gyros. Gyros, yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was My wife will say Gyro, and I always kick her, and I'm like, no, it's an Ero. So. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, I also, you um, know, Seven Mile is great. Um, You get into the the barbecue.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, My wife loves uh, our kitchen and hometown hibachi. Just those local places. The downtown district, I remember downtown, you know, the years of the the Carlisle fire and and five, six, seven years after that. Just Mm -hmm. to be able to see it the last two to three years, I mean, it's just awesome to see the number of people walking the streets, walking the corners, and, you know, hitting the restaurants. And it's great to see that. So I like to, um, you know, that's what I like to do. I like to hit all the local stuff.
0: Support the locals. Yeah. Uh, how about for dinner?
1: Dinner um, again. My, my wife and I, we and my daughter, we um, we like to travel a lot, and yeah. we, we treat here pretty much like we do when we travel. We don't go to places that we can go to anywhere. We know what's what's new, what's different. Um, again, if, you know, if it's not a local place. Um, you know, I'll throw to a bone to to some change. You know, obviously, we know we we love Canes. You know, he yeah. doesn't love Canes. Um, places like that, um, Chinese. Um how about firehouse subs? <laughs> um I would like to see a firehouse subs here. <laughs> yeah. Um you know we're uh we, we lived in Circleville, um around the circle area for a while, you know, we're um um Jersey Mike's up there and um Richie's. Richie's. We, yeah. we, we we love Richie's yeah. um you know his um pasta salad and you know, the subs there um yeah, Rich there's Richie's everywhere. Yeah. Um <laughs> But no, um, really, I, I'm just a um, a food connoisseur. I mean, I, I don't have one. I don't have a go to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I just I like food, and I like <laughs> and um, you know whatever's new, whatever's different, whatever we haven't had, that's just where we'd like to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, are you a uh, early riser, night out, both, or right dependent?
1: Yeah, it's Monday through Friday. I'm an early riser. Yeah. yeah just because of the work schedule now. Um, my wife is a um she's a nighttime nurse. She's a okay. labor and delivery nurse up at Berger, so she works at night. So, her or we have a complete opposite schedules. You know, we'll go just like this morning. She called me on her way home. I'm on my way to work. And I'll I'll see her tonight when I get home for about an hour. And she's gonna leave to go to work. So, you know, we don't see a whole lot of one another. So, when she is home, um, I try to stay up late. Yeah. On but weekends. Yeah, late for me. You know, three years ago could have been you know midnight, one o'clock. You know, late for me now is ten or eleven. Now, uh, thir- I always told her Thursdays for me. I it seems like I hit a wall. I don't know if it's like you know. Thursday night, four days of waking up early, right. and I mean, I've been eight thirty nine o'clock. I've been out before, you know. Yeah. And before I mean, it's you know, that's never even was even a thought. You yeah. know, I'm used to eating dinner at eight o'clock, but you know, now I'm sacked out in bed. So <laughs>
0: things have changed in a year. Yes. <laughs> do you can you share any book or any book you're currently reading or a magazine, whatever?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not um, much of a book reader. Mm-hmm. um I I, um, I do obviously read um a lot of magazines. Like you know, I. The Department has a lot of subscriptions, you know, so I'll see, sure. you know, what's, what's new, what's going on in the fire world, um, new inventions, there's things like that, different techniques and stuff. Um, but it's funny, the actually, the last thing that I actually read was the um, Ohio High School Athletic Association volleyball rule book. Wow. Um, These are
0: dollars in volleyball, right?
1: Dollars in volleyball, and um, she goes to New Hope Christian Academy in, in Circleville. Okay. And um, as of about a week and a half, two weeks ago, they didn't have a coach. And they coach. said, by August twelfth, it was the time frame that they didn't have a coach, that they weren't going to have a season. So I kind of gave my wife that look, and she's like, "Don't think about it." But sure enough, so I'm now the middle school volleyball coach at New Hope. So uh, and I've never coached volleyball before. So um, I mean, I've I've been around the program a lot. Um, My daughter actually started as the like the ball girl, the unofficial ball girl in second, third, and fourth grade. So we kept the books for the varsity team. So, you know, I was at the score table. I got to, you know, right up front, you know, I got to see how they practice, how they set up, what the referees would call and different plays and just become a student of the game. And then my daughter has been playing since fifth grade, sixth grade, and now in seventh grade. So um, I didn't want them not to have a season. The girls, you know, deserve to play, especially yeah. at this level. They, they need reps. You know, if they, if they don't play, it's going to do more harm to them. So, um, you know, I said, hey, we're not out to win national championships. We're out to get these girls' rep- repetitions. Yeah. So I um, stepped up and, we're coaching now, and so that's that was great. that's what I needed to read.
0: Well, that's good because uh, my daughter's today, so we'll be playing. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: I think um, I was going to ask you that question, um, but yes, I actually, I think Thursday we have a try scrimmage, and I believe Bishop is actually up playing New Hope.
0: Uh, yeah, she's unfortunately out of town this week, but, ah. but they will, I'm sure they can replay it. Oh yeah, during the year. Yep. Yeah uh, she uh, she got invited by one of her friends to uh, go on vacation. I said. Yeah, cool. go. <laughs> I wish I was, I was, wish I was invited. Sure. But, uh, well, Aaron, thank you so much for, uh, for sitting down with me and maybe telling people, took out the, uh, the new chief that, uh, you got a bad start because you, you were initiated as the chief in the middle of the pandemic sure. and, uh, not many people know you, but now they, hopefully they do. And if they have any questions, I'm sure you're available on my phone or even stopping them.
1: Absolutely. And stations are always open. Yeah. You know, whether I'm there or not, you know, that's what the firehouses are 24 7, 365. They're open. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Uh, And uh, so, you know, you have like an event. Uh, My wife has events, I have events. Uh, And you have extra food. The fire department, you know, you're like, what do I do with this extra food? (laughs) Which happens. And uh, you're like, I don't want to throw it away. And we can't eat it all. So if you bring it to the firehouse, those guys will eat it.
1: Yes, <laughs> always. We love, we love food.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks again. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing this again soon.
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you.